What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Get After It podcast. Very excited for my guest today, Miss Katie Huff Mortensen. And frankly, um, I think you guys will have a lot of fun with this one. This is a this is really a this is a cool and unique interview. So I want to set the table for this because this is a, a little atypical um, in the sense that Kate, Katie is a really experienced professional sales and and uh, and, and frankly a, a leader in the business community. She's done a lot of work in her life, and one of the things that she's transitioning into even more so is building up uh, live events. Um, she's there's just so much awesome stuff going on with Katie. We actually we initially connected. Um, because of her book. Uh, she's the author of a book called Unmasked. And, and frankly, she's, she's pretty blunt. She talks a lot about her faith in this podcast. She talks about her journey. Uh, she talks about her life, frankly. And I thought, I thought this would be such a good podcast for um, anyone who's... I had a great conversation with uh, Omer, Omer Redden. I think it was episode one, I want to say maybe 118, maybe something in that range, maybe 125, somewhere in that range, where... We talked a lot about life. We talked about his life, some of the lessons that came through. Um, and I thought this was such a wide-ranging interview and conversation with Katie. I told her I can't wait to have her back to talk a little bit more about the retreats that she does and uh, the work that she does with um, professional women. She serves professional women, especially uh, uh, married women who are of Christian uh, faith and, and, and are frankly looking for more out of their life and their business and their work. And she's, she's so good. I mean, it's, we had a really fun conversation um, and, and she opens up quite a bit. Um, I want to thank her for not only her time, but her vulnerability and pulling the curtain back on really not only her life, but her experiences, her mistakes, and how she is now a best-selling author on Amazon, which is really cool. She's, she's done a lot with this book, um, Unmasked, and, and frankly, the, it's such a cool title too with uh, everything that's going on. She published this actually a couple years ago. It's still performing really well. Um, and I think Katie has such a bright future in front of her. I'm really excited for this and I'm excited to share this with y'all. So without further ado, let's do the intro uh, and introduce our guest today, Miss Katie Mortensen. Thanks so much. Talk to you all soon. See you on the other side. This is the Get After It Podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. Welcome in, everybody. I am stoked for another episode of the Get After It Podcast. Um... Y'all are going to be, I think this is going to be a fun one for you all because we are joined by Miss Katie Huff. And, you know, actually, as I, as I look through this, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of all the things that you've got going on and it's really cool. I think we can have a pretty far ranging and dynamic, frankly, conversation um, about not only your life and some of the lessons that you've been through and the reps that you've been through, cause you've done so much, which is so cool. And, um, and obviously you're a bestselling author. Um, we're talking about, um, your book unmasked, uh, just frankly ago, and we'll kind of get into a lot of it, but <clears throat> I guess for you, Katie, I want to personally welcome you, uh, to the get after podcast. I want to thank you for volunteering some time. And I'm so excited to just jam with you, frankly, on everything that's going on, not only in your life, but your business. I think there's so much that we can do, we, we can, uh, uh, we can bring to the audience. So Katie, and it's K Katie Huff Mortensen, right? Katie Huff Mortensen. Welcome to the Get After Podcast. So stoked to have you. 
Oh, I am so grateful. Thank you, Erin. Um, what a blessing for me to be invited on your podcast. I've heard so many great things about you and just the path that you're on and all the things that you've accomplished already and all that um, the plan is for you and your life going forward. It's pretty exciting to at least um, support you any way I can. And obviously the invitation to be here with you is just, I take it very um, much as a blessing. So thank you for that. Jeez, appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, so first of all, let's, let's do, uh, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I, we, we had a chance to connect, uh, geez, was it earlier this week? It was last week. I want to say it was last, last week. Right? Yeah. Um, and we, we, we jammed quite a bit to kind of catch, would you, would you mind catching our listeners up a little bit? What's your background? Like what, what's going on in your life? I know that's a, I know it's asking a lot, but a little bit of the reader's digest version. Who is Katie? Well, thank you so much. Um, well, I'm a, a Montana girl. I live in Lolo, Montana. I've lived in Montana my whole life. I actually went to nursing school after college, was a nurse for 12 years. So I'm a caretaker at heart. Uh, actually found myself after 12 years of uh, working in a hospital setting that I was without a job, went into pharmaceutical sales. At the same time, I launched my own business with Legal Shield and Identity Shield. So I did that in tandem until um, corporate America downsized me, which was not a bad thing. Sometimes people get laid off and they're like, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing that could happen when in fact it opens a bigger and better door is my belief, which it did. It uh, you know, projected me into the entrepreneurship that I've done now for the last 22 years of working out of my home in Montana with Legal Shield and Identity Shield, protecting people, empowering people, and um, providing peace of mind with the identity theft issues in our world. And then um, on the personal side, I was, I've been married once and um, 20, uh, 26 and ended up divorced uh, 30 years later. This last year in May, I got married on a mountain in Montana in a pandemic 30 years later. So that is part of my journey and even part of my book that I then wrote because um, you know, there's silver lining in COVID, which means that you can get married on a mountain. It means you can um, write a, an Amazon bestseller, number one bestseller in four categories. And, um, you know, basically do whatever it is that God's put on your heart or your desires of your heart to accomplish. So um, I've, I've now am very excited about the next chapter, which is, you know, speaking truth and life into people. You know, Oh, there's so much there. Uh, I'm so stoked to have you. You know, Katie, I, I want you to go in a little bit more on the the book because the book is called Unmasked. Yes. And I, I frankly, obviously great title though. And you wrote this before, for the most part, before the pandemic. Give us a yes. little bit of the rundown. What's the book about? And also like, what have you learned since publishing a book? Like what what is the preconceived notion of what you expected it to be like to be a published author versus now where it's like, oh my gosh, like you're just getting those, I know you get reviews, feedback from it that are, that are really good. I, I want you to take me into that process. I'm super curious on it because I know it's been a wildly successful book. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, this is my book. It's called Unmasked, The Power of Courage and Vulnerability to Live Free. No more shame, settling, or self-betrayal. So when I was um, in 2016, which was when I went through a major life change um, to birth this book, 
Um, some again, when you have lemons, you make lemonade, and that's what I did. I um, had a major life change. I am a Christian woman, um, and I was engaged to a Scientologist. And most people are like, "Oh my gosh," because obviously those are diametrically opposed. And I um, went through a huge change in my life, and through the grace of God and going down to Florida, I had some friends that said, come down and heal yourself. And, uh, you know, through power of prayer and grace, um, I, it took me two and a half years to, to heal completely out of that. In that process in 2018, I was um, praying about what I would even call this book because I knew I needed to, you know, share my story because every one of us has a story in us. And everyone needs to speak that story out because we can make a big difference. And that's the whole thing is, is what is it that we want to be remembered by and, and making a difference is in people's lives is very important to me. So I was praying and I heard from God unmasked the courage of vulnerability. And that was in 2018. There was no COVID at that time. There was no pandemic. So I was just like, wow, I was blown away by it. And that was the beginning of um, the process of, you know, putting a book together, you know, deciding what kind of chapters, the mind mapping that you are familiar with, and all of us that have um, looked at a book or writing a book and just wanting to set people free because there's all of us at some point in our life, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, we've made decisions in our life that we know um, probably weren't in the best interest of our present or future. And I actually had a coach one time, uh, Aaron, it was so funny. He was saying to me, um, you know, well, what's the story about this unmasked? And what's the story about the courage to be vulnerable? Because that takes a big risk when you want to be vulnerable. And I was just like, you're right. It is a huge risk. However, I stopped and I was just like, I was betrayed. And I kept blaming the other person. And he said to me something very pointed. He said, Katie, you may have been betrayed, but you betrayed yourself. And Aaron, that was like the gut punch. I was like, oh my gosh. It was like, you're right. He said, you are a Christian woman. On the first date, this man said to you, I'm a Scientologist and you chose to get involved you were with him for three years. You said yes to his engagement. And I'm like, thank you, God, that it never went through because when you build a house on sand, it doesn't last. And if you build it on a rock, which is my Jesus, it will stand. So I was grateful, even though I was devastated for two and a half years over this breakup, I was grateful that it never happened. And it made me realize how many times do we make the same mistakes by betraying ourselves, knowing better not to go into that career, knowing better not to get involved in that relationship, knowing better that, they're, that that isn't the right path. But if you're like me, I was like, oh, I can help this person learn who Jesus is. And so that was the beginning of the book and the, the just the true transparency of walking in what my decision was that took me down the wrong path. And now I'm grateful. So writing this book has been just a healing. It's been a freeing. It's been um, 
a blessing for so many people that I've gotten the reviews, like you said, Aaron, and it was, they're amazing. Um, when I have people say it was like I was reading their mail or I was sitting on the couch with them talking about their life when it was my life. And anyway, the process of writing a book was a huge learning curve, as you know. It's all of the thoughts. It's the, the mind mapping. It's, you know, the process of um, even when you get it all together and how many words, I mean, I never, I've never picked up a book and said, how many words are in this book? <laughs> and they teach you, if you're writing a book, the minimum you want to have is 20,000 words. And I was just like, holy moly, that's a lot of words. Well, it's not, it's not, but um, that was a process. I mean, the process behind the scenes, like, you know, even picking your categories, finding someone to do your cover. I went to Fiverr um, and they helped me greatly. And, you know, then the formatting and then the proofreading and then the launch and then getting your tribe around you to support you, as you know, and saying, you know, I want to read this book. I want to be a part of your, your process of hitting the number one bestseller, if that's your goal, which most of us are as authors want to be a number one bestseller. And then after that, I mean, then you think, oh my gosh, it's so surreal. It's like, you have to pinch yourself and you go, oh my gosh. And you see your name on your book and you uh, see your picture or your book, your book cover on Amazon. And you're like, oh my gosh, and your name's on there. So it's very humbling and very much um, where you can go, oh my gosh, I, I, I accomplished something that I didn't know I really had it in me. And that's the beauty of it is we all have it in us to be able to accomplish that. And so I'm just really grateful. And I know that's probably more than what you asked, but um, now the launch is over, but now it's what do you need to do to keep your book in front of people? What do you need to say. do to you know, stay in front of people? Right, it's never yeah. over, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, an, it's an amazing experience. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm. First of all, I, I, I am loving how soft spoken you are on this. Like, you are a freaking rock star in terms of like your, your, your prior experience and the work that you've done. Just to, just to bring a couple of things in. I mean, you were an executive director, or are an executive director, and were a VP at Legal Shield in terms of the work that you did there. And I also want to highlight some of the work that you've done. I wanted to actually lean into this a little bit. Um, some of the retreat work that you've done, because you've been, you've been, a, and it's in your Amazon bio, you've talked about, you know, you're a sought after speaker, you've done a lot of events, and you've traveled internationally for them. And you do, obviously, some of these retreats, and you've been doing them for years. What do you talk about? What's the biggest, uh, and actually, this is kind of where I wanted to go with it. We're coming out of COVID, maybe, eventually, at some point here, maybe, hopefully, it'll happen. Uh, how, how, what are we missing right now with the virtual events versus the in-person ones? And are you like, what, are you not just like floored to get back into in-person events? I'm curious, like what you do to work with, with, with people on those. And it's gotta be just judging from your personality, like you live for these things. So I'm really curious to have your thoughts on all of that. And you're absolutely correct. I, um, live to speak truth and life into women and men. I mean, I am so grateful that I was introduced to these workshops 22 years ago. I've always been on a personal development, professional development journey ever since I was even in my teenage years. So I've always sought those out, but to be the one that has participated them in them on an biannual or annual basis and then to be the one that heads them up has been uh, an amazing 
experience and accomplishment in Montana. The blessing is even in COVID, we have the fourth largest state with only a million people. So our COVID restraints haven't been as strict as some of the others. So that's a blessing for us in Montana. And that's why even last November, we had a women's retreat in Chico Hot Springs in Prey, Montana in Paradise Valley. And I tell people that because it's like, that's not a coincidence. It's pretty amazing. It's serene. It's in the mountains of Montana. It's absolutely one of the most gorgeous places on the earth and it's called Paradise Valley. So I was able to actually have an in-person, but to your point with virtuals, which is the majority of what's going on right now, there's definitely a different approach to it because you don't have that tactile communication, obviously. Like when I had the gals come to Montana in uh, the end of October, 1st of November, you know, you're able to hug each other. You're able to, you know, put your hand on someone's shoulder or, or, you know, when they're talking or supporting them or sitting in the hot springs, it's an amazing place. So as always, when you're in person, there's so much a stronger connection. So the challenge I think we have right now is trying to create those moments of um, depth of your relationship with the person, like even you and I having this conversation, it's like, what are the strings that we can, you know, come together on that makes us feel that empathy, the sympathy, the support of that other person? Because my workshops are on being courageous, being fearless, being um, stepping into your calling your purpose in life because everyone has one everyone has those desires and they weren't put there by chance they in my opinion where i come from they are godly directed purposes so when you have those desires on your heart they will come to fruition as long as you follow through with them and have the courage to step into your greatness and and not let the the static the battlefield of your mind is the greatest accomplishment that you have to overcome like can i do this yes you can with the grace of god and when you have the focus and you take it step by step and i always tell and talk to people about the battlefield of the mind and where is that radio station set is it set on i can do all things through christ who strengthens me is it i can do this i can take one step at a time i'm a child of god I have um, direction, whatever it is that you need to change the channel versus what do you, who do you think you are? Why do you think you can do this? Or you can't do this. You're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You're not thin enough. You're not, I mean, all the knots, you need to tie those knots and throw them out. <laughs> so the, the conferences and the workshops are all about even, you know, where are you at spiritually, where are you at financially, where are you at in your physical, where are you at in the wheel of life is what we call it. And, you know, it embraces every aspect of who we are, you know, not just um, the financial, not just the social or cultural or your spiritual. It's the mind, body, spirit, financial, you know, all of it that comes together. So you're hopefully, I mean, living a balanced life is something that I think we all aspire to. And obviously we know that when you do this wheel, there's flat parts on the wheel. So for instance, you may not be working out four days a week. Your health might not be where it needs to be. So you wanna maybe focus on that. 
or your finances aren't where they want to be. So what can you do? So you take a look. The whole thing is, is knowing that God's plan for us is perfect. And um, as long as we are obedient to what it is that we want to do with those desires and do it every day, like yourself, Erin, you are very much about being on podcasts on Wednesday to hold yourself accountable. That's the big thing. Having an accountability partner to lift you up, to encourage you. That is the huge key because we can have a game plan and we can have the steps. But if we don't have someone to really hold us accountable, because sometimes we need that. I need that. And I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I, I literally have written down here. I was like so many truth bombs. Like we need like to get some quotes out of this. This is so awesome. Um, I, oh, all right. So, so appreciate all of that. And, and I want to hit on this. So we have a good deal of young professionals and a lot of young entrepreneurs, not simply in age, but also in, in, uh, in they're green entrepreneurs, right? They're first time launching businesses, whatever the case would be. But specifically for you, I'm really curious on uh, your route because you, you just mentioned it's like uh, kind of trying to find accountability and also trying to make your way in this, in this environment where we're at today, which is this post COVID world and where we're headed and things are going. Um, I wonder what kind of advice that you would have for somebody who's looking to, who maybe is limited on skills, maybe even experience, and they're trying to just kind of figure out their way, right? They're struggling, they're strapping, they're bootstrapping their way through, either through uh, finances or through their life, whatever the case would be, right? I'm really curious, like what for you, because you found a lot of success with your first career, then obviously this has branched off into so many different avenues for you that you've had the ability to impact others. So I'm really curious, taking us back to that first real drive into the business world, what were some of the things that really worked for you that someone could enable today to really find success? Well, I would say there there's always a plan and and if there isn't a plan, then you need to make a plan. And if you if it when I was starting out in my legal shield and identity shield business, or even in the pharmaceutical business, because I mean, I was way out of my um, comfort zone. I was used to taking care of a patient, starting IVs and saving them and making them well. And now I'm like launching into running a business out of my home with pharmaceuticals. Well, I was just like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. So if you have that attitude that First of all, I'm just going to learn what I can to get where I need to go. That's the first thing. And just be diligent on the system and the plan to succeed because every, every business has a system. Like writing a book, there's a system. Like getting your business off the ground, there's a system. And you just have to be diligent to those step-by-step processes. So when the pharmaceutical company helped me even look at reports, at sales, and I was an employee at that time, but they also taught me the sales um, procedure and the, you know, the step-by-step, you know, where it's conversational or, you know, the closing part of it. And you learn those skills and then you just constantly are dialing them in and, and, and making them better and becoming a better speaker or better salesperson, what have you. So that's the one thing. And even with going into my business with, with Legal Shield, it was I would start with the end in mind. So what dollar amount did I want to make? And then I would back it off of, to what I had to do per day, per 
per month to reach those weekly, monthly goals. You have to set a goal and then start with the end in mind and then back it off to the very first step. And every process, every, you know, every business, every, you know, writing a book has what's the end in mind and come backwards. You know, what is it that you want someone to get from your book? What is the aha for those people reading your book? What is it? And then you back it off to how, what is the chapter after chapter, the step-by-step, the different, um, you know, ideas for writing the book. For the sales, it was like, start with the financial, what I need to make. How many sales do I have to make? So how many companies do I need to see? How many people do I need to see to get this benefit into their hands? So it's right down to the numbers. And then you just create that system and move forward in that system and it'll happen. You know, first of all, that's great. It's so, it's so fundamental, but it's like, Oh, like, you know, that's what you got to go back to, right? It's dialing in on the numbers, right? Getting back to the things that are rooted around. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add to that? Sorry. No, just especially, I mean, it just depends, obviously, like you said, there's a, a huge audience here and, um, it's hard to understand or know exactly which arena people are in, but the bottom line is, is when you know what your end goal is, then there's a process of stepping from the to the very beginning of where how many phone calls even in this virtual world i mean it's like i'm calling businesses even with my business today i'm calling business owners i'm talking to them about our small business plan i'm talking to them about this employee benefit i ask them how many employees they have i ask them about virtual zoom meetings i mean how many zooms do we all do a day now it's like constant it's it's the zoom meetings are equivalent to me knocking on the doors and cold calling or going to a business and talking to the owner and saying I've got something because the bottom line is, is what niche and what is the, the problem that you can solve as an entrepreneur for that person? Is it, you know, they need legal services. Is it that they need better health? Is it that they want to become an entrepreneur and write a book? Then, you know, there's a process for every area that you want to work in. So good. So good. Hey, I want to ask you just to have a little bit of fun here. You used to drive like I did for, you used to do 40,000 miles a year as a part of your job. And then, and then COVID hit and we kind of changed that up a little bit. What did you do to pass the driving time? I would listen to books on tape. I would listen to, you know, ongoing, um, again, tuning your, you know, fine tuning your skill and, you know, think and grow rich, getting into your head, because you can be really, you know, methodical about all the A to Z's. But the biggest challenge I think we all have, no matter what we're doing, is what is, what are we telling ourselves in our head? Can I do this? Can't I do this? You know, can't, you know, what, that's the biggest challenge is because if you think you can, and you think you can't, according to Mr. Ford, you're right. And so I would choose, I can. And uh, I will. Uh, that's so great. That's yeah. so great. Cause I, I literally think of like, uh, cause I got into audiobooks the same reason, right? I was driving so much. It was like, okay, well, audiobooks make sense. And, and, um, have you read Henry Ford's biography, uh, autobiography? You know, I haven't, but I, I would love it's, to. It's an old gem that is frankly, it makes you, you read it and it makes you wonder why on earth are some of these amazing pieces of work by, 
really, I mean, to say he's incredibly accomplished would probably be an understatement, right? Right. Like changed the world, right. frankly, in the way oh. we build things. Um, he wrote a book that's very, it hits, it hits home today. And it's, you know, it's probably like four bucks or something on Amazon for the mass market copy or whatever the case is. I mean, he wrote it himself. It was an autobiography. So anyway, I just think of something like that. And like, there's so much wisdom that's already there. You just gotta, you gotta put yourself in a frame of mind that you're willing to surround yourself with it, take it, understand it and be patient with it. Right. Well, that, and I mean, and in my book, I found myself where, um, you know, success leaves clues. And, you know, the average, the people that you hang out with, the, the, they say that you become the average of the five people you hang out with. So you have to pick accordingly and, and carefully because, uh, again, as a nurse, I'm wanting to take care of everyone. And that's all nice. But when it comes to, you know, what comes in your mind and comes out. And what I mean by that is that when I was hanging out with these five different women constantly doing the same thing, which was hanging out in the wrong places. Um, You know, I say looking for love in all the wrong places. And I was engaged at the time. And of course that didn't go over well with the fiance, but I was with girlfriends and I looked at them. And even though I loved them and prayed for them and wanted to support them, I knew that if I continued to hang out with them, Aaron, that I would probably be bankrupt and, and an alcoholic and would be by myself. And unfortunately to this day, those four women that I was running around with are single, still starving or try, striving, trying to, you know, get away from, you know, mouth to check to mouth, you know, they just paycheck to paycheck, live in a very difficult life. And I'm just grateful that I was like, okay, I need to, you know, fine tune and surround myself by people that could lead me where I needed to go. And I was, you know, down on my face and surrendered and said, show me I'm done trying to make decisions. In fact, when it came to the relationship area, I I would say to people now that my picker was broken, the the men that I picked (laughs) were not the right men for me to be with because they were not God-loving men, and and it was a relationship that was always tumultuous by picking the wrong person, and that happens even for men picking the wrong woman, you know, or women picking the wrong men. That um, you know, you you want to be equally matched in your beliefs, in even your profession, that you're like going the same direction. If you don't, then there's going to be issues in your profession. There's going to be issues in your faith. There's going to be issues in all the important things in your life. I'm really curious to hear uh, as a resident nurse going to, I mean, wildly successful businesswoman, what was that transition like in the sense that, and what I mean by this is really like, um, I'm just, I'm really curious in your story behind it. Was it out of necessity was it out of a, what was it out of a circumstance that changed your life that made you, cause that's a, it's a fairly big change. I would assume most people, especially for, I have friends who go into nursing and nursing is so, so challenging. Right. And, and the ones who, I mean, it's, you know, it's like sticking with it is like, so, you know, I feel like normal and common. Right. So I'm, I'm really curious, what were the circumstances that made you want to take a look at something else? Um, it's interesting you ask that because most people are like, you're a registered nurse and you um, aren't in nursing. What made you leave nursing? And 
I literally found myself in a position where I had no job, believe it or not. I had been working Monday through Friday in the most amazing area. It was in the outpatient surgery, which means I worked from six in the morning until two in the afternoon, had weekends and holidays off. Unheard of as a nurse, but it was Monday through Friday. It was the outpatient surgeries. But in that process, I still was only working on call. So I was not, I didn't even have a position, a full-time position or part-time position because of full-time equivalencies. So with the hospitals, they have the full-time equivalent employees. They can only have so many. And my department was full, but they needed added help depending on high surgery days. So there was always high surgery days. All for nine years, I did that. And no benefits, Monday through Friday. So it was great. So then when the outpatient surgical centers opened up across the country, where outpatient surgeries are no longer going to the hospital, they're going to the surgical suites. So I had no position. I had no job. And I could have been on night shift in nursing after 12 years of experience on med surge. And every med surge department needs good nurses. But I just didn't want, I felt I was going backwards by doing that because that wasn't my, where my specialty was. So I started looking for opportunities everywhere from school teaching to you name it. And I had a pharmaceutical rep see me in a doctor's office as a nurse say to me, have you ever thought about pharmaceuticals? And I was just like, well, no, because at one point in my career, I worked in a doctor's office and I used to have the pharmaceutical reps coming to see me and I had to be the gatekeeper and let them in or not. And now I was on the other side of the fence becoming a pharmaceutical sales rep because I was just like, I got to do something. So it was one of those changes where it's like, okay, I need to do something. This is a great career. It's, uh, you know, it is corporate America. Um, and it was, you know, all of that in, that goes with being in corporate America, which they wanted me to go up to management. And I was in there for, I worked for this particular pharmaceutical company for five years, but two and a half years into it, I can tell you this, Aaron, when I was in it, which was in the, early 2000, probably even before some of the people on this call were, married, were born, <laughs> but that's okay. It's all good. But in 2000, I started going, I just am tired of driving 35 to 40,000 miles a year for a company. I had a very good salary, great bonuses, but every relationship I had went goodbye because I was never around. I um, was getting Christmas cards from the general managers of the hotels, which told me, there's your sign again. <laughs> my sign was, I'm spending more time with the general managers in the hotels than I am my family. So I was also doing Legal Shield on a part-time basis. And I kept seeing all these people that were doing so great, making a great living, living, out, you know, working out of their home, on their time schedule, we, I was still in the business solution side of our company, which is doing employee benefits and small business. And I couldn't do that because that was like the eight to five job because I was doing pharmaceuticals eight to five. So I kept praying and praying and praying and praying for um, an out. And I had people say, wait for the severance package. Once they give you a severance package from them re, you know, organizing and changing. And that's what happened. They wanted me to move from Montana down to South Texas, a stone's throw from the Mexican border. And I went to victoriatexas.com and nothing showed up. <laughs> and that was my sign that I wasn't interested or not going to go to Victoria, Texas. 
So I launched into pharmaceutical or into the legal shield full-time in 2004. So I started part-time. So when you ask, was it life-changing? Yeah, it was life-changing, but I was looking for a way out because I was so tired of the rat race. And then I started my legal shield business and drove it like a business, which it is Monday through Friday, working with businesses, working with employees. And I replaced my income with legal shield that I had with pharmaceuticals, with the bonuses. And now I had all expense paid trips. I have car bonuses. I have, you know, and have had just an amazing lifestyle and opportunity as an entrepreneur to run this business where I have protected over 9,500 people in my tenure by giving them our benefits, which is a huge blessing for me and them because now they're protected and have access to the legal system. And I um, have been, you know, compensated very well for my hard work and efforts and the company gives all kinds of incentives. Um, but it also has allowed me the freedom to write my book, to do the women's retreats, to also be able to do speaking and podcasts and the things that I cherish and love. Um, being the number one uh, trainer for the company in 2007, I was the number one trainer in the company in 2007, which was a huge benefit. Then obviously hitting different milestones of income and even the Millionaires Club, which is very normal for insurance kind of Millionaires Club programs. And I was able to hit that milestone as well, just by sticking and staying. That's the whole thing is, is when you have something, you need to stay the course. Mm. And I think a lot of times, Aaron, people quit way, they quit right before the finish line. It's kind of like that, that, that the philosophy in the Bible is seed time and harvest. So a lot of people will plant their seeds. They'll give it some time, but they don't give it time enough for the harvest and they quit what they're, you know, passionate about or what they're the, the track they're on before they see the harvest. So that's, you know, a biblical principle that you need to give all right. good things time. And so that's how I ended up where I'm at today. Um, grateful that I'm a regional trainer actually for Legal Shield over 10 states and four provinces. And yet I'm able to do my workshops and speaking and writing a book and speaking life into people, which is my greatest desire is to let people know that they can be, do and have whatever it is that their desire is. You know. Oh, it's so it's, it's so good. I uh, I was thinking, Lily. I was just on a I was on a show last night talking about. It's like, you know, it's it, I've never been the most talented person in a position to do X, Y, and Z. It's just the fact that I've shown up and I'm keep showing up, right? It's like the world is really ran by the people who show up. And I always joke, it's like, well, look at our politicians. Look at the people who are in power. It's like, of course, it's like. It's people who show up ultimately at the end of the day, that's the ones who are going to be the ones who have their hands on the level, the ones lever that they, they show up every single day. And for you, I want to know what is next? Where are you looking at? Where are the opportunities that are coming in this, in this world? We, we need, we need leaders like yourself. So I'm really curious, what do you, what, what look, what's next for you? Well, my desire obviously is to, I I've started a ministry um, I love the fact that um, through the grace of God, I've been able to obviously become 
a nurse and I feel my, my desire is to be, you know, a, a healer in so many ways, but, and, and a spiritual guide for people. And I, and I don't want to say guide, but um, just talk truth, the, the biblical principles into people and how I'm going to do that is through workshops. Um, I'm actually doing an unmasked workshop at our church here in Missoula, Montana, um, March 5th and 6th. And um, women are, it's a, the women's group. So the women's group are getting together and we'll go through the book. We will take off our mask because um, there's so many of us and that fake it till we make it. I'm sure you're familiar with those terms because people are like, oh, just fake it until you make it. And um, that to me is not being transparent and in empowering other people to know that the, the course to get to the end of where you want to go is not straight. There's ups and downs, there's hills and valleys, and you just have to continue to stay on that. But I encourage people to faith it till they make it. So they trust in God's perfect plan. They trust that the process is good, that other people before them have done it. They can do it as well, that they need to have the courage to be vulnerable and the courage to be okay, not being okay in the process, but knowing that there is an end at the end of the finish line that um, I just want to speak life into people. I, I see myself being able to minister to men and women about God's plan for their life and to not have the shame or the guilt or the betrayal, uh, whether they did it themselves or allowing themselves to be betrayed, but to just have the courage to know that love is the why, which is that, you know, you're, you are loved, you are forgiven unconditionally, no matter what you've done, and that you will be loved unconditionally. There's no, no thing that we have done that our God, our creator didn't know we were going to do before we did it. <laughs> so there's that forgiveness. So that was what my future, I hope and pray. And through the grace of God, the doors are opening, which is, you know, a blessing that hopefully people will know that they um, too can be all that they are called to be and to walk out their calling, walk out their purpose, because God blesses us by giving us a gift. And our gift to God is to walk out that blessing. You are freaking awesome. I, uh, I want to add, uh, let's make sure that our audience knows you're giving away, a, you're giving away a workbook on your website. That's Katie dash, uh, or excuse, yeah, yeah. Katie dash huff.com. So K A T Y dash, uh, huff H U F F.com. I think it's uh, slash free gift, right? Tell Correct. us a little bit about how people can get in contact with you, how they can follow your journey a little bit more and how they can lean in. If it's something that they're interested in doing. I would love to. Well, that Katie half Katie dash huff.com is definitely how to link up with the workbook in that you will be putting in your name and your email and your phone number. And I will be able to follow up with you there. Um, I would encourage you to get my book on Amazon. Um, my information is in that. It's, you know, the book, the hardback, this one is $12.99. It has a hundred pages. It has steps in here. Um, that would be one way to connect. And obviously 
My email is k-a-t-y-h-u-f-f-r-n at gmail.com. So k-a-t-y-h-u-f-f-r-n at gmail.com. Um, I would love to hear from you. I have um, the Facebook, Instagram, all those social profiles for people to be able to find me there as well. This was so much fun. I really appreciate you volunteering some time to jam with us on this. I want you to come back as you're as you're scaling up. It sounds like there's so much to come here in the next in the next decade. I'm really excited about this. Make sure you come back and share with us. I would love to, Aaron. Thank you for blessing me. It's been an honor to be able to come on your show. And I just want nothing, obviously, but the best for you. I know you're on your path and your course, and you too will be, do, and have all that God has for you, because that's just the person that you are. You're focused, you're driven, and I just want to acknowledge that you are just an amazing man, and I'm your cheerleader, and I'm just grateful. I'm grateful and blessed and, and very thankful that you invited me to come, and I would love to come back. I appreciate you, Katie. We'll have you back soon. Thanks so much. You are so welcome. God bless. I want to give a very special thanks to Katie and thank you for making it through this episode with us. Uh, We have fun and frankly intriguing interviews every week here on the Get After podcast in between our normal content, which is our energy and optimism we bring to your day every day with our five minutes or less episodes for the most part. With that being said, y'all, if this is your first time, welcome. We do this for free. We do not charge anything for this podcast, right? And it will always be free. The Get After podcast is, is really meant to bring energy and optimism to your day, a focus on entrepreneurship, a focus on leadership, and frankly, a focus on going through the difficult moments in life. So with that being said, uh, if you got a lot out of this podcast, we do it for free. Leave us a review. It helps us a ton. Helps more people find the Get After with a friend. Um, And with that said, I will talk to you all soon. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye.